comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. listening to Fear, the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is episode number 173 for season 2, episode 9 of Fear the Walking Dead, entitled Los Muertos. Uh, Well, thank you. (laughs) If you can't tell, I'm Craig DeMonda, and that's Richard Chubtoad Sheldon with us tonight again. That wasn't me. That was me. I'm sorry. And Aaron Newarth. That that, that was something that I would do, but didn't. It was Aaron. Usually you provide the the sound effects. I'm sorry. I thought it was you. I didn't know it was... uh, Do the beatbox to the Luke Cage song. It's a it, it's hot here, and I'm in a good mood, so I oh. want to I want to t- chime in with that theme song that Craig loves so much. <laughs> it's the screech, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what that, we call. I call it the Dustin Diamond. That's what I call the, it. <laughs> wow! And we also have Mr. Daryl Taylor with us tonight as well. The mogul himself. The mogul. So, uh, we're back, guys, and uh, thanks for coming back. And we all wanted to be here again last week, and as we joked around, you know, we lost, like, you know, the show lost half the audience, we lost half the presenters, but it's not like you guys didn't want to be here, it's just we have other things going on and other scheduling concerns and things of that nature, so um, do you want to catch us up on what you thought of last week's episode, the season opener, guys, since you weren't with us? Do do we have to? No, no. Do we actually have to talk about Fear the Walking Dead? Can't we talk about something more... Like well, we, you know, well, we, I mean, we we got the Star Trek coming up. We got the Steven Seagal podcast we were talking about doing. We well, can just switch I mean, gears lost, if you want. We got we, a lot. We lost Gene Wilder today. Why don't we, we talk did. about his career? You know, I I don't want to bring things down on this podcast where we talk about a show about the Living Dead yeah. on a, a TV series that we're not that fond of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to break the mood down because exactly. Saying, come with me. He, he was a great one, though. And, and, and yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, rest in peace, Gene Wilder, for sure. In a yeah, world safe imagination. Craig, you, Craig, you mentioned our upcoming Steven Seagal podcast. Yes. Sure <laughs> I, I will say that I missed last week's podcast because I was busy at today's Steven Seagal, Jason Statham. I was at the premiere of his movie, Mechanic Resurrection. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. wait, 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 is he, is he, oh, today's, I see, today's Steven Seagal. I thought you meant he was in it. You got me. No, 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 for a minute. Okay, today, right. Steven today, Steven Seagal. Got it. Well, Jim Dietz actually suggested he Facebook messaged me today. He goes, "I have a perfect name for that podcast." He goes, "A flock of seagulls." Oh, that's perfect. That I, is. Wow. 
I'm like, he's a genius. So we're yeah. going to, that's what it's going to be called, right? That's oh, it. Boy. Perfect. No, it's official. It's Make official. It official of the super popular Fear the Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> Stay tuned for that, folks. We'll, we'll insert it in where we there have to. Has iTunes to charts prepared picture. to read that one. There has to be a promo picture of Craig and, and Aaron with the hair. With, 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 with the ponytail, right? Okay, done. Like seagull, oh, like, you I'm, know. Sure, I'm sure there's, fan, there's, like, there's Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group friends that could easily mock up some kind of picture of all of us with ponytails on the back. <laughs> Who did those cartoon sketches of you? Remember the uh, that did you, Jordan? That's our good friend of the show, Shayla Benzavega. We'll have to look. All right, we'll have to pass it to him. We we need to get that's some fresh cool. ones with, with like ponytails on us. That's it. We need one for Daryl, one for me. All right. You know, you know what's scary and sad is when you start off a Walking Dead podcast and you work out another podcast title <laughs> for, for another show. That's not scary and sad. That's brilliant and great. That's what that is. We we have so much fun talking together about Fear the Walking Dead, popular Walking Dead spin-off series, that we're like, we should talk about a completely different topic. It, it's kind of like when you take your kid to get its booster shots. You start to distract it with something it likes or something, you know, just get it completely distracted so that when the painful part comes, it's just quick and, and, and easy. So here in a minute, we'll rip off the Band-Aid. We'll talk about Fear the it is, yeah, this is, this is the part. This is the part of the podcast where people that are listening look down at their iPod and see that it lasts four hours. But doesn't it feel like it really feels like uh, Fear of the Walking Dead is like the the bad comedian opening for another one that you really want to see? Or uh, that's, that's what it felt like at Comic Con. Yeah, or, or an in old the Hall H for Fear of the Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, yeah, an unknown band that you don't care about that's opening yeah. for for a band that you do want to hear, and you just no one's paying attention. It's it's so quiet now. It, I like it, to think that, by the way, tried. like because last year, Chubb, you were ragging a lot on Fear of the Walking Dead, rightfully so for the most part. But that yes. was you know the iTunes commenters were not crazy happy that we weren't so fun, or that you specifically weren't so <laughs> fond of the show. That said, I feel like everyone's kind of changed their tune now. It's like, no, yeah, the show isn't great. We'll watch it, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the, maybe, maybe we don't it watch them. There was a curve there. They had to catch up to us. We were ahead of the curve there. Chubb just yeah. should have said, Chubb wait Toad for it. Is right. Chubb wait Toad for it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you, it tried to come out as a great opening act. It tried to be Kevin Hart, and it ended up being Gallagher. I mean, it just, it's <laughs> bad. It, you, you walk away feeling dirty in a mess and covered in a plastic sheet. You're just dirty. It just well, I have, I have taken to watching The Talking Dead, which I didn't used to like to do before because mm-hmm. of Chris Hardwick, but I do enjoy They've had uh, the actress that plays Madison on there, Kim Dick. Twice, and they had her on both weeks, right? That's just weird. And listening yeah. to her and and uh, Coleman uh, Domingo talk about their characters, I was it 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 feels like it was more interesting than what they sometimes what they put on the screen. So I, I, think, I do like just listening to them. I talk think what's about fun, what's funny is that they you know the Walking Dead proper has like a you know an ensemble cast so they and you know much more fans mm-hmm. mainly celebrity fans so they can bring on a variety of guests on Talking Dead. If you're the Walking Dead, it's not so lucky. So they can no. only bring on so many people, and so it's kind of funny that Hardwick could, if anything, establish more of a rapport with that cast just because they're from they're more like regulars on the Talking mm-hmm. Dead, it, it, as yeah. opposed to like every now and then we'll get Norman Reedus or whatever. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It like the other guy who just got actor who was bitten in the face on Ethan Embry. Episode. Right, Ethan Embry. He was yeah. on. He was like an actor on The Walking Dead. So it's like, wait a second. It's like yeah. a little inside job here. There's no even famous people yeah. on the outside he watching felt the show. Off. Like, he felt so off in, in being <laughs> so on that what, episode. Was he just on as a fan? Was that why he was yes. on? Yes. He was okay, supposed to be the fan. I, it was so like a, I, 
Right. So I didn't I didn't watch the I watched the um the second showing of it so I watched mm. it after Talking Dead so I had I had I had it on mute while the right. fear that or the Talking Dead was finishing so I just saw like those two and, and Ethan Embry and I'm like wait is he like a guest star on this show too now there's your crossover that's that's not the crossover episode we were waiting for yes it's, exactly it's like a ringer to have him on as the fan well he wasn't works. wasn't oh. it somebody on this podcast that said that Kim Dickinson's character is going to end up being from the South. And that's uh, going to be the connection. Uh, I, and, I called it. Jump in. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, is, is, it's, Alabama is pretty close to Georgia. That's all I'm going to say. They're pretty nearby. Okay. okay. No. There could be some, some crossover. They're all from the same family tree or I stick. I do like me some Kim Dick. It doesn't really that. branch. I love <laughs> You like him, Dick. Yeah, but I like her more as uh, Joni Stubbs. I don't know. This, 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 she's not doing it for me in, in, in her role of Madison. Let's put it that way. You're right. I, yeah. See how I said I like Kim Dickens? I didn't say I like Madison Clark. <laughs> there's a, there's a so, difference. So getting back to the subject at hand before you guys totally took it off course. What did I think? Yeah, it's our what, fault. I know, right? What did wow. I think about last week's Fear the Walking Dead? It sure. pretty much was, you know, just him walking around like Lou Ferrigno, or not uh, Bill Bixby <laughs> Bill in Bixby. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> he's covered in blood instead of ripped shorts, and he, he, oh wow, I'm walking. I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna I always, die. I, I always waited I'm for that. that I always waited for that switchover episode in The Incredible Hulk where Lou Ferrigno would play Bill Bixby's part and not or vice versa. So you just have like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm walking around and there's trouble here. Don't be yeah. angry. <laughs> <laughs> at the new season? Is that at the lost season? We didn't it's get the it. reboot season. It's coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> People are so interested in Hulk, but Mark Ruffalo can't play him in a movie, so they just re- they'll just bring back Bill Bixby and Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> So this is this was last week, right? So just mute the audio, put this on, and you, that's all you got, right? Before listeners write in, by the way, I'm aware Bill Bixby died in 1993. Just, to, just put that out there. Too soon. Great, great actor. Is this going to be guy. the end of every episode now, Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, I can make that happen very easily if you, you might want. might as well. <laughs> it's, it's the four of us, our silhouettes. I'm the fat, round one. Walking away <laughs> with our heads drooping down in sadness as this plays because, my God, we had to make it through another week of Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> Can we throw in like Charlie Brown music too every now and then? Just to, just to brighten it up a little bit, sure, we can do that. All right, well, okay. We should probably talk about something else. I'll make my thoughts quick. I liked last week's episode. It's better than a lot of the other episodes we've seen, uh, particularly uh, towards the end of the first half of the season, where we were like disappointed with how things were progressing because it had so much process, promise. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. It's not exactly on the level of like you know a, a a Morgan on his own episode in The Walking Dead as we've seen before. But as far as a let's focus on one character for the entire episode, it wasn't bad. Like it's not my favorite thing, but I I thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we both gave it three and a half. Daryl and I, we kind of talked. Right. We we went in. I think it's like two point seven fives or threes. But we kind of we gave mutual therapy to each other. We kind of like you know said okay, it wasn't so bad after looking at it. We, we both gave three and a halves to it. So uh, yeah, I'd lean around there. That'd be that'd be about mine. Just, yeah. I don't think it should have been a, a season opener. Not well, that, a season right. opener, but yeah. a, but a mid season. Mid, it, it definitely did not have any excitement of a mid or opening of any kind. It was. It, 
play the music. That's what it was right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you just I, have a stroke? There, there's like four different tangents I can go on. We, we should probably just move on to the next thing. <laughs> Let's do that. So, so the episode we just aired was actually the next one after that called Los Muertos, directed by Deborah Chow and written by Alan Page. And a lot happened here. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of um, cut scenes. So, I, I mean, I, I took notes the best I could, but really they cut really fast between uh, the kind of the A story and the B story, if you will. But in the cold open, uh, we see Nick in bed, but we hear um, a, a woman coughing nearby. And we pan over to him waking up and seeing the sickly woman laying in the sheets that are, are bloody and a bunch of like bloody rags in a bowl near the bed. Uh, Nick then decides to just take a morning stroll in, in the town. And we, we see the same wide shot or a similar wide shot showing the town's proximity to Tijuana. Uh, and I put slash San Diego. So, I mean, is that what do you see in the background, uh, Aaron, since this is your neck of the woods? Is that Tijuana you're seeing back there? Or is that kind of like way in the distance you're seeing San Diego? Uh, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be happy to think it's probably some kind of Tijuana or Tijuana plate. Okay, uh, gotcha. As far as what they're trying to go for. I mean, the show... Given that, what was that island call that they went to that wasn't well, Catalina? Right, it, was, it was Katrina or something like that, right? Yeah, Katrina Island as opposed to Catalina. But, yeah, yeah, so like, I mean, they seem to, I don't know how fast and loose they're playing with actual geography. Gotcha, so we'll just, okay. we'll just assume it was supposed to be like Tijuana or some kind of, you know, Mexican city. Perfect. The F in Katrina wine mess. <laughs> so on his stroll, Nick comes up to a little girl who's crying, and he asks her, what's the matter? And she says, me papa. Me papa. Me papa. And then points to the crowd gathered below where we, we see her, her ill-fated papa. Um, there's a chain link fence built around an old school bus. We see, presumably, the girl's father facing uh, Luciana and Alejandro. Uh, and then Alejandro asks if he is ready. And the man nods and then gives his knife to Luciana. Uh, then the papa then enters the school bus and then leaves through the back. So he kind of went into the front, went right through the back, into the pit of walkers. And the townspeople are chanting in Spanish the whole time as this is happening. And they walk closer to the fence to watch. And then finally he's surrounded, papa surrounded by the horde of walkers. What and were they chanting, eating. by the way? Because they didn't put any right. subtitle. I was trying to figure it out, but... I- I was going to ask you guys, was it the same chant they did at the end of the episode? I didn't rewatch it that closely to see if that I, was the same chant. I, if, I, if I was to guess, I would say yes, but that said, listeners are more attuned to pointing out our flaws than not, so I'm not going to just say yes positively that was it, but I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if it was. I'm not sure, though. Right, it's part of, part of their cult, some kind of chant that they were, they were kind of They're cheering saying, him on. Who does Negan kill? Who does? <laughs> oh, my God, eeny, I can go eeny, on eeny, a about that. I see but, one more commercial. Right. Um, yeah, they're milking it. I mean, I'm glad we found out what this was later because my first thought was, was this like some sort of bringing back their ancient Mayan ritual of self-sacrifice once a month or something, and that's how they keep their walker fence going or Mm. something? Because that's what I thought at first. I'm glad that we got a different explanation, although that still sucks, but... I'm glad they wrapped it up too. They they tied it. They didn't leave that loose thread. They did tie it up at least a little bit for us. That was. I mean, I'm glad that yes, there's some you know there's some explanation for what's going on. At the same time, it's very evocative imagery to see stuff like that. Yeah. And part of my which we'll get we'll get to this in the episode. But part of my issue with the episode, which I overall actually like, um, it's I think it's fine. I think there's some made there's there's some issues that are elsewhere that I can talk about. But what I I, I like the kind of like showing this stuff at random and what I wish the episode could have done was either give us some really defined rules on what the society is or keep it really, really vague because yeah. there's 
a lot of looseness going on with what this if you want to call it a cult or religion that's fine but what you know whatever you want to you know declare it as this this population goes through it's a, it's a pretty thinly sketched thing that's i feel like needs to either resonate I'm still not more sure, and I yeah it needs it to twice. It, yes it needs to either resonate more as far as what they're trying to establish or just keep it very very vague so 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 the, so the outset i really like this scene because it's just like that's crazy but yeah all right that's some, that's a way to approach this i haven't seen that before so there you go yeah, I mean, it's it just nuts. I mean, you never seen really someone voluntarily walk themselves into a horde of walkers before. I mean, that was exactly. just... We've seen different things done with the walkers. I mean, if you go back to Woodbury with the gladiator fights with them, and mm-hmm. we've seen them used in different ways, but not just a self-sacrifice like this appears to be. And uh, definitely, yeah, very poignant. I so don't then, know why, but for some reason when this scene happened, it also made me think about Carol, but Carol in the comic how she goes out. It made me, for some reason, just, you know, and then later when we find out what the reason is, it even more made, made me more think about that. that hmm. you know, how oh, she, I see what you're saying. Okay, right, because yeah. this person, okay, I got you. We'll get to that in a minute. So um, Nick is watching this whole scene from his vantage point with the little girl, and then the little girl finally, you know, crying and very upset and runs away, and then we cue to the opening with the screech sound. So I'm noting that each show because sometimes there is a screech and sometimes there isn't, and this one... Yes, thank you. That was it. And there was one. I thought it fit this week. I, I, I got to go in. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm happy, agree. To, I'm happy to point out when it doesn't work, but I'm very happy to point out when it works. And I thought this is like, yeah, all right. That makes the theme song. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I, I okay, thought the placement like, was perfect this week. So It seems like the show knows it, too, because last week they're like, no, we don't need that. But this week, like, yeah, okay, that's a good time to cut to it. Like, it, it seems to be working for the most part. I, I wonder if Eric's in the show and just sits there, strokes his beard and says... No screech this week. <laughs> I have commanded. That's it. like, like the final thing. Like before it goes to print, it's like okay, yeah. yes, put it in there. <laughs> no screech tonight. Leave out Dustin Diamond. Exactly. So then we cut to the first scene uh, after the commercial. We see Strand driving a uh, Ford F one fifty with Ophelia inside, Maddie and Alicia sitting in the bed. Maddie taps the truck to make Strand stop. They all hop out. Another wide shot placing us near the town of Rosarito, so kind of where they were when we left them in the in the uh, first part of the season. Um, Strand is telling them that it's best to return to the Abigail. They've searched north, they've searched south, they can't find Nick, Chris, or Travis. Madison, of course, is at first resistant, but finally relents. Says, okay, we, we, do need, we should go back. Back in the Tijuana hilltop, is what I'm, I called it at this point before they started calling it the Colonia, uh, Nick is apparently processing what he just saw and is aimlessly strolling through the town. An older woman calls to Nick to help out by holding a bucket while Alejandro is uh, nearby tending to the leg wound of an older townsperson. Townsperson. Uh, the wounded man tells Alejandro that he is a great doctor, but Alejandro corrects him and says, no, I'm not a doctor, I'm just a pharmacist. But either way, the man tells Alejandro to perhaps consider saving the medicine for others since he may not be around much longer. But Alejandro smiles and says, oh, don't worry about that today, we can, we can take that up tomorrow. Um... And Alejandro walks away and has a little chit-chat with Luciana. We cut to the pickup truck group. Uh, Again, they arrive at the spot where the Abigail was anchored, and the rubber dinghy is still there, and it was brought ashore. However, the Abigail, surprise, surprise, is gone. And we talked about this. We're like, guys, who's watching this ship? I mean, you had had those those Navy people out there, those buccaneers out there, you know. Mm -hmm. That was very, very, very valuable and... Just to be ir- oh, it's just stupid. You mean just- I don't know? 
I don't know what they would have done. You know, should somebody have stayed behind? Should they have? Found, I I don't know. But that was just they should have known that if they left it, they weren't going to see it again. And I mean, that was a very valuable thing to have. And now yeah, they don't. <laughs> gone. So, I don't. So- I don't- I feel like I'll get angry if I talk about how stupid the whole Abigail thing is. So I just don't even want to go into it. But um, <laughs> the 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 way we've set up this boat as being super important, and then the way they just kind of ditch it at the end of the last season was already. <laughs> oh, but Aaron, there's here's where it comes back in play. What's her name? Nameless character who's so unimportant to me. I can't remember her name. That's from Flight 462. Alex. Came back and stole the Abigail. And later on in season seven, when because they're going to drag this shit out, you know they will. <laughs> she's going to show back up with like an undead governor strapped to the front of the boat. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's that's it's I can Is that see the it. plan. They'll have a Jolly Roger flying flying off the back of it. It'll be a, pi- a full go. full pirate uh, pirate yacht at that point. Ho huh? ho ho! And a dead governor's chest. <laughs> the rum. I, I don't think that's the song, John. <laughs> so Madison, we don't have to pay ASCAP licenses and stuff. No, oh, okay. So Madison says they need to find shelter at this point, and Alicia says they should check out that beach resort they passed a few minutes ago to the north. Um, first, they grab a stick and carve a message for Nick in the mud in case he does come back, saying that they've gone north, the Abigail is gone, see you later. So the truck drives on the beach and arrives at a seemingly deserted resort. Uh, they scope it out from outside for a little while before they finally drive to the main entrance and break into looks like the front desk area, the reception area. Which apparently the door was apparently barricaded from the inside with mm-hmm. some chairs. So, so so it looks like some people did try to set up some refuge in here at one point. Oh yeah, and that, that's where they right, walk in right. and then leave the door open because that makes sense. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, but there's even parts where like they're looking back at the door and they're like, "Yeah, the door's open now. No problems here." Yeah. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> They walk away. <laughs> I was just waiting for a little kid to go riding his big wheel through the hallway. <laughs> and, oh. and Alicia knows. <laughs> the she shining. It. It's fine. Everything's fine. She checked it. It's all good. <laughs> she knows. She know, yeah, she's, she's stepping up now. Yeah. So, so Strand makes his way to the front desk and starts to ring the bell. And Madison asks if he's crazy, and he simply responds, the service in this place is subpar. I, I, yes. I, I, did, I thought this yes. scene was great. I did love this scene. Yeah, but it was Victor Strand's show. He, well, as, as usual. Yes. As he has usual. the best one-liners. We could just say that Always. right off the bat. He still yeah. does, even at this point. Always. So we cut back to the Tijuana Hilltop community. Lu- uh, Luciana picks up Nick and, as he's trying to find some water to clean something the rags and she goes into the bus that leads to the walker area and nick follows her luciana says uh, lays out some ground rules for nick and look we're going on a little trip be quiet be quiet be quiet don't say anything and says they're going on a run um they're gonna run into some pretty bad dudes and he just better just be quiet uh she then yeah (laughs) she then takes a few knives and pins a walker to the wall while they slice his throat to get the blood to put their their mutual camouflage on so they can go walk amongst the dead are they even bored with doing that themselves? It's like they didn't even really even put the blood on them. And like they just did, they did like a half, they half job on her face, like right? A couple of did like a, or whatever, and it's they like, did like a bloody on. cross, and then they're just, all right, well, we're safe now. And we it made walk. me wonder. It made me think, is there some sort of 
quotient? What's the rule? Is it, you know, we make sure that we at least have the T-zone of our face and then our chest covered in it? Or, you know, what is the limit? What is the minimum? Because we know that they're trying to dent the smell, right? Right. It's all about the smell, I think. It has to cover up more than just. Your your yeah, head. It's, it's it's a long it's a long way out from Walking Dead season one episode two guts, guts. where they're just like drenched <laughs> right, in this right. stuff and they have like Nick's intestines like, hanging around their neck and things right yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Nick's just like all right dab da dap dap bust up but it's like it's, it's not like even it, on the clothes it, you can see like the commercial for like zombie blood a, a dab will do you zombie a dab will do you exactly I wonder though is would San Diego be safe if the zombie apocalypse happened right and broke out during Comic Con. Because all of that nerd sweat would just keep the zombies away. <laughs> no, they would want that because it's human nerd sweat. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, like a delicacy then is what you're yes. saying. Yes, it it, 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 it would helps feast on it, it. Yeah. it, so it goes down the throat a little easier. Just <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you didn't have to do. This I, I prefer Jim Dietz's recipes on this show. Just yes. <laughs> I don't want to hear any more chub toads describes no, how things work. No. <laughs> I still told him he should do a cookbook on the zombie apocalypse, man. He's missing out on a fortune here. I'm telling him. I know. So uh, when Nick and, Lu- and uh, Luciana are walking, he um, he asks her why did she pick him. And Actually, it's before they get to walking. And she says it's simple. No one will miss him. <laughs> Which is a lie. <laughs> on the way out, though, he asks, well, who will miss you? And Luciana simply says, the only person who will miss me is missing himself. Yeah. So I guess he's got she's got some lost lover out there. And well, didn't you know that as soon as you saw her and that she's probably attracted to Nick, that there has to be someone she's pining for who's dead already. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's like the, the go to for well, the, for them to do. I don't think it's somebody that's dead already. I think it's somebody who's been captured by those punks well, or missing. something, quote unquote, and, missing. And uh, her yeah. and Nick are going to start a romantic whatever the hell, and it'll be all, you well, know. I'm calling it now. He will. And then he he's going to show kiss up. Her. No, no, no. He will attempt to kiss her. They will have a moment. They will Wait, get close ki- to who's, kissing. Who's kissing first? Nick and Nick and her or uh, Strand and Madison? Is that a <laughs> Strand and Madison? Only I'm if they're drunk. Strand and Madison are going to get down. They're going to get Because he's the seducer of people. <laughs> So Strand, Strand, no, Strand got this locked. He's gonna get that. I, but I, I was, I was pretty sure that if they hadn't been interrupted by yeah. the uh, the zombies doing the uh, Prince Tommins off of the the hotel, it would have uh, ended up with him giving her a little bit, uh, a little something, something, a little on bit the, of uh, you right know, on top of the bar. chicken brown cow. That's right. <laughs> oh God, brown chicken brown cow. <laughs> wow, that's so deep. You are old. So back in the resort, the gang walks into uh, looks like the reception room, and and it was apparently a wedding in progress right when the outbreak occurred, at least down in that that neck of the woods. It happened during the apocalypse. Right, it just happened at the wrong time. They picked the wrong day to get married. They didn't even cut the cake. No, you know how you know how exclusive that place is. Which which that's just the thing is is people have already looted this place. They've already looted it. There's. Missing already from this place, but nobody touched that cake. I'm saying you'd have touched the cake. I, I'm sorry, I, the first damn thing I walk. I mean, hashtag I'm fat. So there we go. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, I walk in and it's the apocalypse, and there is a pristine, untouched three layer mm-hmm. cake with buttercream frosting. There's no blood on the cake. You gonna eat the cake? that cake? Is gone. <laughs> that eat cake. the cake, anime. I, eat the cake. Uh, yes, they didn't even eat the cake. Start, let's, These guys start didn't. a face. 
Let's start a Facebook group poll. Who would eat the cake? <laughs> I think we are safe to say that I would definitely eat the cake. Oh, I would eat the cake. Well, well, some of the cake anyway. It, it it didn't it didn't happen unfortunately. So Madison seems distracted and then taking notice to the bride and groom on top of the cake. So again, a little obvious point that she's thinking about something, either a couple or maybe she's thinking of Travis or her ex husband or something. But she's noticeably distracted at the sight of the. The bridegroom on top of the don't, cake, and then don't think about Travis for crying out loud, Madison. <laughs> if this show is smart, he got in that truck with that kid of his, and they have driven off the edge of the world, and we don't see them anymore. Poor <laughs> Ring, Bo, and his kid Ring. I don't want to see him anymore. <laughs> it's done. Wow. No wonder why uh, Cliff Curtis says he wishes he makes it to the end of season two. I guess he's really he has a good point. He may not make it to the end I'm of season saying. two at this point. He ain't made it to the end of episode two. Of the <laughs> so Ophelia is uh, commenting. She says she was almost married once, and uh, Strand again has another good one liner. He goes, uh, "The past it'll make you sick." <laughs> it's that's right. So uh, on the road, Luciana. Uh, basically uh, explains to the people who... Uh, I'm sorry, on the road, Nick asks Luciana what happened this morning with the guy who got eaten, obviously. And Luciana explains that the people who are near death deliver themselves to the dead to help keep that wall up around their community and that the dead protect us. So at least they explained it at that point. So the guy did look a little sickly now that I'm thinking back on it. And I guess that's what yeah. you were kind of alluding to, Chubb. I just thought it was fear at first. He looked a little clammy, but I guess you're right. He thought it could have been what fear, I would right? Do yeah. If I had to go, if I knew I was going in there, <laughs> you look pretty clammy too. Huh? You look- yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, I was wondering, you know, is this some just kind of like a? Is there like a volunteer for this process? But then, yeah, yeah, coming coming to an idea of like, oh, this person is actually like he's not well, so it's more of a like, well, we're serving our greater purpose or whatever. Like, it, you know, that's a yeah, okay, makes sense. Yeah, but, to them anyway. To so that, yes, in terms of the context <laughs> of this universe, yes, it makes sense. The only weird thing is you would think they would have someone watch his daughter. Don't 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 look at me go into the pit to die. That's what I was thinking too. Mm. But then the kid may have ran away, so who knows? No, this whole this whole thing's about tough love, though. They're like, no, the daughter will stay there and not be looked after because she'll become a warrior. Yes, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> and what I mean when I say warrior, I mean like James Remar, the Warriors from Coney Island. <laughs> warrior. Uh-oh. So Luciana continues, and then she actually gets a little philosophical here or she really starts getting into her cultish beliefs and um you know we like she, this actress by the way we haven't i don't know if you guys I talk love about her i'm fine with her deny whatever her last name is i'm, I'm good with that yeah, I, she, I like, her, she I like garcia garcia yeah, she's she's good with me she has the chub toad mm-hmm. seal of approval i would believe anything she tells me <laughs> she's good she's, she's tough uh, she you know she gets she has the look down like it yeah no she works for the show as far as an addition I, yeah, I like her more than it. a lot of the members on this cast already. Right. Uh, that, you know, mopey all the time. Like, I'm like, okay, this person wants to get stuff done. I'm all about well, that. You yeah. know, and and with them having her with Nick, I was thinking, are they going to slowly spend the back half of this season transforming the main cast into other people, so that by season three, the only one from the original cast we have is Nick, with an occasional Madison roaming around, going, I don't know if I miss my son enough or not. <laughs> I mean, to to its credit, though, I mean, that'd be more in line with the actual comic, where, like, we'd have yeah. lost a lot of cast right? members. Yeah. That's so. what I'm thinking, yeah. So, you know, that'd that be, would be a good thing. I, I, I actually would like that, yeah. yeah. And given the way the series has gone as far as ratings in response to it, I wouldn't mm-hmm. put them past them as far as, like, this is an ambitious idea where we just rotate the cast around. 
I like just to say I like the A B story though. I've always been a fan of that where they switch back and forth. I right. I like that. I mean, this was entertaining to me. This episode, yeah. I, I didn't feel this bored by it. This was a much better put together editing and everything wise episode than I think what they've had so far. Oh yeah. Um, there still wasn't a whole lot of plot progression to me. It still is kind of Nick wandering around, but now he's wandering around with a chick, and. Uh, I mean, I, I, I got a lot I, I done this dis- episode. I, mean, I would yeah. disagree. I think, I think, I mean, the Nick stuff for what, like, it establishes what this world is that he's entered into now, and I mean that take that takes an episode to do that, but and it does that, and this, and, and you also have an update on what these p- other people are doing, which we haven't seen. We haven't seen Madison in the game, True. and so I mean, we have established a place they're in, uh, wh- what their state of mind is, what they're trying to do, the fact that the, the stupid boat's gone. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> it, but, it's only but, it's only one episode, and I'd rather and you know, and I, right. I don't have to deal with Travis and his super stupid son. So, like, I mean, all this stuff. Hey, is, that's, I, yeah, that's next week. Yeah, no, stupid I, I, face. That's next week where you get just them. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna have that stupid look on his face. All but dead, dead. Don't tell me that. Oh yeah, man. It's like I guess we can count you out for next week, huh, Chub? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't. I don't have cable now. I just have. I watch everything through the internet, and I have. So I don't I just absorb things in my veins now. So. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying is I don't need to see the uh, uh, next week on Fear of the Walking Dead. We're gonna bore you with some more shit with idiot and his son. Oh, you didn't see the coming attractions? What you said? Yeah, that, that's what it is. It is Nick and Travis's episode next next week. So yeah. at least part of it is. Yeah, the coming attractions which came after the lobby song with featuring the hot. Well, it's so perfect. Travis and Labor Day weekend because it's I mean. gonna be labor. It's just getting through that. I might miss it too because I have to actually go to a wedding. Well, we will figure it out. We will always deliver hey, a show so for our you listeners. Eat the cake. <laughs> oh, I'm going to eat the cake. There is an episode next week, right? Yes, there is. Isn't it? Yeah, they advertised it even on talking. I know it's Labor Day Monday, but we'll we'll figure. I know it out some that. some shows don't aren't on next week. Yeah, it is. I I, yeah. I see it now. Yeah, they figure what. Let's get him out of the way. Let's just let's just air yeah, him. Get him out of the way. <laughs> we got. <laughs> We gotta find out who's gonna get killed. That's no one wants more of this. <laughs> yes, yeah. just put him out of their misery. There's yeah. so, a pickle here. <laughs> so Luciana is getting a little philosophical with, with Nick at this point, and, and I wrote down some quotes that she she talked very quick, but she goes every so often the ocean washes red, the sun burns the land and washes it clean, and this is a quote: "The dead are returning, and when they go, the world will be as new." And and Nick says, this is the pharmacist's idea, meaning Alejandro. And she said, it's the truth. And without him, they'd all be lost. Although she, I know he yeah. didn't write this episode, but doesn't this sound like Kirkman? Like like something he wrote. This yeah, whole scene. I can see that. That's how I was thinking. Yeah, he's it's done like, issues of people like having their own this, this, of this, trying to make sense of it. Yeah. Right. And this scene was probably one of my favorite from this episode, and I was just like, God, that just reminds me of the characters, doesn't matter which ones, just some kind of character moment that we see in the comics. Some kind of comic speechifying moment where they describe yeah. some philosophy at some point, right? It's yeah, usually right. the lull before the horrible things happen again, yeah. when, when stuff like this happens in an issue. So Luciana also indicates that Alejandro was bitten and that he didn't turn. She basically said it. Yeah, she and, did. And Nick didn't believe her. She nah. says, oh, yeah, right, She's or whatever. Like, Get the F out of here. <laughs> so Luciana just says to him, keep walking, gringuito. <laughs> she likes him so much. Could be a g- gringuito. Because she keeps go. yelling at him. She likes him. She really does. We should have, so we should have, we should, maybe we should change our star rating to how many gringuitos out of five. Oh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> 
So back in the hotel, they make it back to the bar in the lobby, and they've uh, still found no supplies as of yet. Of course, you, you said that they left the cake there, but we'll leave that be. Um, and didn't touch the alcohol. Open bar, alcohol still there. <laughs> they, they rectify that problem. Oh, so. yeah, they fixed that. Yeah, But they still didn't eat the cake. <laughs> so Alicia wants to check all the rooms upstairs with Ophelia, and of course, Madison again, what does she say? Awesome. No! Oh. And she always says no to any yeah. good idea that may come up. But Alicia and Ophelia overrule her pretty much and just go anyway. And Strand notices that Madison looks a little little, little dry. And that she needs a little, what, what did he say? Need a little color in her cheeks. That's right. <laughs> My God, he, sound like Hannibal Lecter. Ooh, she seems a little dry. A little, little, little dry. Oh, the seduction <laughs> begins. He, well, I guess he's a little bit of an alcoholic too, and 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 he recognizes he's, that. He's and ready, he's ready to have some drinking after roguing around in the, in right. the hot heat with zombies all over the place. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> he says he also needs a drink and starts to make make them both a cocktail. So again, we switched back to the road. Luciana and Nick arrive at the store, and it says Pelicano on the building. And I guess that's the version of Costco they have down there, or some kind of building that they're in down in Mexico. And it's guarded by a gang of armed men. Many gangs, they said. They made sure she said that. There are many gangs out there. This right. is one of them. This is just one of them, exactly. Yeah. And, and Luciana explains that they control all of East Tijuana and that all goods and all supplies go through here now. Nick says, well, yeah, they're, they're drug dealers. Of course, he knows that. He's, you know, he could tell because mm-hmm. he's pretty smart and he this knows his drug dealers. It's his world, exactly. <laughs> so Luciana says they deal in everything now and that they will hang you if you look at them wrong. Um, she walks to the front. She's greeted by a man outside who says, Welcome to Marco's, in English, of course. Uh, Luciana explains that she needs some water. She puts down all of her weapons on the floor in front of him and then, um, you know, knives and guns and all that stuff and then hands him a bag of what appears to be pharmaceutical drugs uh, in, a, in a baggie. Uh, she's given one shopping cart and says whatever fits in it, that's hers. Luciana protests and says, Wait a second, it used to be two carts for these this amount of drugs. And the man said, Well, it used to be, but now it's one. Yeah, pray I don't alter the deal further. <laughs> Damn it. Inf- inflation is a bitch. <laughs> and I found this very interesting. You know, this zombie deal's getting worse all the time. <laughs> used to be you'd get two carts for a bag of drugs. Now it's just one cart. Thanks, Obama. Bring my ship around. <laughs> They should bring Billy D. Williams in. Wouldn't that be great? Bring him oh, into the show? What are you talking about, Negan? <laughs> I can't even go on. I can't even finish my sentence. So Nick and Luciana walk into this Mexican version of the Costco, and it's very orderly in there. Like It's amazing. They even have a little like a greeter at the front. He's playing some nice music on a boombox to kind of set the mood for the store. And it... I was thinking, I'm like, they Walmart, even in the apocalypse, <laughs> has their damn greeter there waiting to check your receipt. <laughs> I thought it was very nice. It was very orderly. It was a nice nice place to shop, right? I mean, you know, if you need supplies. So uh, we, we cut back to Strand and Madison getting their drink on in the hotel, and he's explaining to her how to make the perfect gin martini. And she starts to correct him, and he stops her and says, wait a second, repeat yourself. And she knows why. She goes, yes, I know. I had a few drinks. I, I, my southern accent comes out, and she admits that she was from Alabama. All right? As now, if it's some kind of, like, scorn on her, or, or some black mark on her record. Well, I guess <laughs> she was trying to hide the accent. I'm just oh, betting she's, she's cousin, cousin like Dixon. Cousin Dixon, huh? You think she, she's, she's a Dixon sister? <laughs> she's a Dixon cousin. 
Dixon said she was working her way through college, but it, she made it sound like that was like stripping <laughs> through college. Like slinging drinks was like stripping, a bartender, right? Like, yeah. Damn, what's going with that? <laughs> I know bartenders. How are you doing, Dan? Showing. Still hang with this loser? Okay. I'm <laughs> I got this all worked out in my mind. How this was going down. Oh, this like, is Rick, like Listen, Rick and the gang arrive once again, trying to find salvation in Cloud City, and then sure enough, zombies come, and Rick has to take over. Aaron, you got some connections out there in Hollywood. Can you find Billy D's agent, please? Can you just get a hold of him or her and and, and, and pitch this, okay? I'll just drive around advertising malt liquor advertising. <laughs> Colt 45. Just put Colt 45 on a stick with a pillowcase and just <laughs> driving around with it. It's cooler than the cold side of the pillow. episode of just those two characters just drinking and talking. Like, yeah, this whole sequence really is fantastic. That. Like, it was good because yeah, she, she started to freaking relax, guys. She wasn't yeah, so wound yeah. up. I mean, finally, it wasn't take, it takes half a bottle of tequila dead. to unwind her. It goes to the Talking Dead, though, because they did say, the two actors did say in the show, uh, Kim and, and, and uh, Dickinson um, and Coleman, Coleman uh, Domingo, Coleman, they were yeah. saying how, for whatever reason, they just kind of gelled and they're kind of really, you know, they're close on the, on the show. For well, real. I mean, to, for the show, I mean, besides Nick, like, uh, Strand's been paired with, with uh, Madison the most, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and that yeah that's and you know they're they're both adults uh, right. as opposed to yes. like some kid yeah. from England yeah. that hangs out sometimes with Holman Domingo. But like the two of them like kind of get clear, it, yeah their, their chemistry is clearly there and I think the yeah. show is you know because you know the show shows always evolve like it's, we're mm-hmm. ta- you know, to back coming backing up a bit we're talking about the show clearly we're not like the biggest fans of Fear of the Walking Dead we're just kind of stomaching it but like we want to praise the aspects that work and yeah. this is an aspect we're, we're that fair. works but, but, we're fair we're fair this episode for the most part worked for me I still don't see how we're getting a story progressed but it's working well now, I think- what I just to wrap up my thought what I was saying is that shows like this, shows like any show really always evolve like none of these shows despite despite having like you know filmed in advance or whatnot there's the show writers the writers the actors they all ease into what works best for their characters and for the show in general and i'd like to think that yeah as they were making the season two of fear the walking dead they tapped into the fact that madison and strand both because of the actors chemistry and because of just how the writing works as far as who these people are they naturally work together well and yes. I like to see more pairings yep. that really capitalize off of what the strengths of all these actors are, because it's not like we want the show to be bad. We want it to get better. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you know, as much as we were kind of griping about how the first half of the season ended compared to how it began, which we were, you know, stronger on the beginning than the end. I'd like to think that they are trying to get a handle on what's really going to work best for the show, even if we're not as fond of the how right. the plot progresses or what have you. All right. Well, it's sad how Travis doesn't her character doesn't really have good chemistry with Travis to me. Yeah, she's so bitchy I, no. around him all the time, though. I don't think it's Travis's fault. Well, I think it's a well, mix of that and that the the, str- the the relationship between them seems to stem around their all their children and right, all the problems right. they constantly Well, go and to that's the thing is I think Travis ended up becoming a surrogate for her dead husband. And she said it in the dialogue. So, she she kind of said it. He took When he came in, it kind of calmed things. Which, yes, yes, she and, did say and, that. That's true. Yeah, and I can think back to moments where where Madison and Travis are, you know, they're together and the kids are fine, and they mm-hmm. get a chance to, like you're saying with this scene, relax, and they mm-hmm. do work well, both because Cliff Curtis and Kim Dickens are good actors, but also because there's less weight on the conversations they're having, and you know, right. both both of these shows, this show and Walking Dead proper, if <laughs> it's hard, it's hard for these conversations that they have 
are not to not be weighty because of the extreme circumstances that they're always in on this show. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is fun to see them relax for some time and see things like, you know, random interaction that doesn't involve walkers or the safety of other characters around them. And right. it you know gives the chance for the actors to play around a bit and, and be that's human what, and be human. Well, I for almost a get yeah. the vibe. I, maybe I read too much into it, but I almost get the vibe when I see her and Travis as if. She's only with Travis because he's good with the kids. Like if if it had went on for longer, if there were no apocalypse and there were no none of that, and they just you know time progressed as the kids got older and it was less stressful, I don't think they would stay together. I think they I would think, kind of lose that yeah. fire. I agree, and you I know Travis was what he was a his, what a history teacher. Mm-hmm. What was he? And, uh, she, she, and she English, was English, English, English teacher, literature. Yeah, and, that's and what she was what the guidance counselor. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, and he's what he came off a divorce. She's lost her husband. You know, you, they're probably you know flirting at, yeah. flirting at the school or something. They probably right. got together yeah. and they're doing what they were for the time being. Obviously, the circumstances raise the stakes for how together they're really supposed to be. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But also, if the show was better, then that's a good nuance to have. That's a good, yeah. that's an intriguing aspect of people yeah. that are that are together just because that's the situation they're forced to be in now as opposed to one that they're, you know, the, the show naturally fell apart because it just wasn't working. It's more the show written that wrote that in all along. If the show were better, that'd probably be a more obvious thing about it. Well, and here's the thing, too, and I just kind of piece this together in my mind, at least to me. The problem with this show is it has no goals. And what I mean by that is when you think about the original one, because it's just people wandering around dealing with undead and circumstances, too. What does what really helps it gel and work together besides the chemistry of the of, of the cast? You also have each either each season or each half season or whatever it is. There is a goal. We know from the beginning of a story arc kind of what the goal is for the end of that arc. And. It ups the stakes and it helps make more sense of the story as that journey happens to get to that goal. And I don't think that Fear the Walking Dead has given us any set of goals along anywhere. We kind of had this promise of, you know, when they get to wherever on the boat down to Mexico, you know, we kind of had this promise. But that ended up just being really a bummer of an ending for that. Arc, well, they don't well, have any goals. The, Even the that's what I'm. That's what I'm when saying. They get to there's no goal. The, if you don't have goals, then there, you can have this moving story, but it's really a story of nothing when there's no goal set. I, I've Two said it before. The, I'll, I'll say it again. This the show did have goals. Okay, yeah. the goals were to number one be completely different than The Walking Dead, which is not a good recipe to begin with because the show is so successful. The first one that is. The second goal was to be kind of a slow burn, more of a character based development. They want you to really get invested in these people, which again didn't happen because they tried to force it and uh, those were the goals. Once the, this show stops trying to not be The Walking Dead and it's, it's try, and it actually just relaxes and becomes The Walking Dead West Coast, I think it'll take off. But there's, well, they keep trying too hard not to be The Walking right. Dead. But this episode kind of, it's almost like the writers are putting their feelings into these into the characters' mouths about because they just feel like, I don't know what to do now. Like, I really generally just right. don't know what to do. Like, all of them are kind of saying it except for uh, Alicia. But, yeah, they and Strand is just like, I don't know. I just, like He's just like, I want to let's drink a little bit. Let's reminisce about, you know, civilization. Well, the civilization other thing that concerns and- me, too, is are they taking 
some story or some elements from the Rocking Dead comic that haven't been used by the proper show. I wish they would. Well, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're trying know. to walk away from that, that whole genre. I think you know. There's... But but there's a there's a lot about this whole thing with the gangs and the control that just echoes of kind of what's gone on in the books recently. It's possible. I mean, we can only be hopeful with that. But I'm just yeah. But I know I don't want them to do that though. It's like, don't take. Can, can you come up with something original? That's what it is. Is where's the originality? Well, be they a, tried and we didn't like it. We rejected it. So it's like you know. Yeah, they, they say, kind of, sometimes it, you just got to give people what like, they're looking for. If I go to right. see, it's fair. It's a it's a Walking Dead West uh, Coast. What's wrong with that show? So it's not. Yeah. I don't think you you have to go away from it. It's not rocket science that people want to see. There's certain things people want to see in a Walking Dead show. I mean, I think you need to give that to them, which I think this show, this episode, kind of did. You know, with the the fall I felt zombies. This is one of the like better that. put together episodes yeah. they've had. Yes. Yep, I agree. You can need it. Go ahead. So, cutting to uh, the girls are now upstairs in the hotel, and Alicia finds a housekeeper. Uh, kind of a master key, and she's about to start opening the rooms. This is pretty clever. They hear a walker on the inside, and then they try another room and the same thing, and, and then Ophelia notices that somebody had, or, had already marked the rooms with the Do Not Disturb sign on the outside. So if, you, if it's Do Not Disturb, it means there's a walker on the inside, which is pretty cool. That was a pretty little neat little trick yep. that they did. Um, they reach another room, though, that has the other side flipped around. It says Service Now. So they decide it's safe, and they enter, and they don't hear anything. They start to gather some supplies, <clears throat> then Alicia notices in the bathroom a man had hanged himself in the shower and is now just a walker tied up to the shower, you know, snarling, but can't really get at them. Um, on the way out, though, Alicia flips the sign to say, do not disturb. So I guess that, you know, there is a walker in there, even though he can't hurt you, but he's he's in there. Back in I'm Marco's. Thinking that yeah. that guy, I'm thinking the guy hanging there is the guy who did the do not disturb signs. <laughs> he he was the last one alive. You're saying, and he just off no, himself. I, okay. I think I think that he did that, and then he finally gave up, and because be. that I think that was his room with the. But Chubb, why would you give up on life like that? You just keep <laughs> moving on. Because you look at your IMDb page and see that you just did Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, you're so angry. Man, I know you're an angry fan. Sorry, you get into like Brad Milo hates. level of hate here. You go, yeah. you're, you're elevating this man. This is getting real, real. We don't evoke Milo's you. name in my presence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Aaron. feed into your hate. <laughs> so finally, back in Marco's uh, or, or the Costco store, uh, Luciana and Nick start to fill the cart with the essentials. Nick tries to put some cookies in there or some kind of cake, but Luciana objects. Nick notices a little tent city kind of inside the store off to the side, and he sees Marco tending to some or appears to be a sickly family member. But it, we don't know this at the time, but he knows what she's sick of. He knows what she's going through. He right. he sees something. We don't know what it is just yet. In the hotel, Alicia and Ophelia are gathering supplies in the rooms again. Uh, they finally get a uh, room with a nicely stocked mini bar. They start cleaning it out. Alicia is trying to understand why the man hanged himself, like you were just saying, Daryl. Ophelia explains he probably got tired of surviving and admits that she doesn't think that they're going to make it, honestly. Alicia steps up and says, listen, for better or worse, we're family now. We'll get through this together. She's trying to be like a little kind of a big sister or a little sister, whatever you want to think, call it to, uh, to Ophelia at this point. As Luciana and Nick are leaving the store, a man exits the store and whispers something to Marco, then runs after them and tackles Nick to the ground pretty hard and pulls the cake 
or whatever that may be, out, out of his pocket. Um, Marco is about to teach Nick a lesson by cutting off his hands with a machete. <laughs> and then Nick starts to scream to Luciana to translate what he's saying to Marco. And he asks if the sick girl that he saw in the tent was Marco's sister. And then the guy threw Marco for a loop there once it got translated, and that he says she needs the oxys to stay well. But he knows that she'll be going through withdrawal soon if she doesn't get the pills, so Nick demands another card of water if they want to keep them bringing the oxy on a regular basis to keep his sister feeling okay. Idiot. (laughs) This is what I don't get. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're, they're allowed one card. As much as they can fit in that card, I know. they're allowed. That little cake would have fit in that card, that right? I know. Little right? cake? Right. What the hell? They could have found 20 of those little, little cakes in between what? the water, right? I know, yeah. It made absolutely no sense. What was that show? Than... Supermarket Sweep? Remember that one, right? That, that, right. Yeah, that, that, that's right. it. <laughs> but I'm just saying is obviously the writers wanted to squeeze in this little bit with the oxy and that whole – they wanted to have that back and forth with Nick right. and the guy. Well, it's but, more than that now. But at now least do it in a way that makes sense. Like why grab something he, bigger or something that wouldn't have fit, right? But, yeah. but, he's, but he's also done a, uh, you know, like it's a, it's a, that's also a Walking Dead thing they've done in, in the show before. Yeah. But now they've set the tone. And now, of course, these gang members are going to want to go after this this community to right. get the wrecks of the Oxy. So they just set the tone. He's just he's just caused that. I'm just that saying now. though, is is I know it's a better way to do it. That, do it in a different manner than something that doesn't make sense, like a cake that would have fit right in the cart. But now yeah. you don't either, have that many episodes, so I, 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 either either that though, or just take off his hand because that would show how extreme it is. Like oh, he's that little thing, and his whole hand's gone. And I kind of was like, is he going to lose his hand right now? Right, I, know, crazy. I, I, I was thinking that, I too. I thought he was, too, and I could hear Robert Kirkman going, they wouldn't let me take Rick's hand in the damn show. Like <laughs> <laughs> it really cost them a lot to, for him to do this. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, it's for stupid. candy. I, I get it. Like, yeah. for, for candy as opposed to, I could see if he tried to steal... Like what they, bullets or something, or something right, more right, expensive, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So, so but, as it stands, it's just this plot device that's used to to shift around these players so they can find more about this place or whatnot, mm-hmm. which will you know pay off in later episodes. So again, but but if I, they took it, but if they took his hand, they'll be like, wow, that's that like that'd be a move to make. But do you? <laughs> not, am I the only one that gets a sense of I could see the season finale is them burning this place to the ground? Just oh, if this destroyed. place is not going to be I, yeah, yeah, when you yeah. have a commu- when you have a community that thrives on. Uh, giving it, its various citizens to the zombies, yeah, mm-hmm. that place is not going to go any very far. <laughs> that's that's not a thing that's going to last. And we know we know this. Well, plus, they're running out of stuff. So that, well, that too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But, and we've you know we've seen we've seen enough seasons of Walking Dead proper to know <laughs> exactly. that the main cast don't leave places because they're better than when they came there. So right, right. Nick <laughs> will be leaving covered in blood. He'll. Yeah. Be walking out. The the, the, the crew will like throwing them a goodbye party, saying, "Oh man, it's great that you guys came here and made our place better, but you guys got to go." I understand. Like that's never going to happen on one of these. Nah. Shows. <laughs> and then I, so he'll be back on the road by himself again. That'll be it. Yeah, yeah. pretty. Yeah. Much. Or one of them. Maybe the sad Hulk with music. The sad Hulk music. Yeah, hitchhiking. That's it. So on the walk back, Luciana is pissed at Nick, um, and and she says these guys were never interested in their group before, but now they are. Now yeah. you know. Now they know they got a lot of oxy, and you know. Yeah. Thank so you. that was not a good move that he pulled. Yeah. But either way, back at the bar, Strand and Maddie are still drinking away their sorrows. <laughs> Strand says that perhaps they could have met there before the outbreak, that maybe perhaps he would have hit on her. And Strand admits that he's a seducer of people, and he chuckles yeah. as he and says he that. Didn't, he didn't say perhaps. He was like, I would have. Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> 
He's going to knock that back out. <laughs> Madison's worried that she won't ever see Nick alive again, but Strand again tries to console her, saying, look, the boy is bulletproof, and I quoted that. Mm-hmm. Madison says, and they quoted this too, he was born lost with his father's darkness. You leave him alone, they head straight towards death. And I'm thinking, who was his father, Dexter? I mean, I mean <laughs> what is this, his father's darkness crap? I mean, well, hell. I mean, obviously we find out that his father killed himself, but still, right. what? Well, I think if we're, if we're, if we're, since we're here. Because seems to have the darkness, not, you know. <laughs> no, since we're here, I think he's a junkie. I, I think I think Stephen Clark is, is a junkie, and I think that, that he passed that 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 gene along, that lovely gene along to oh, his son. See, I got the. I thought he was. Um, there's a term for people like him. Depressed. Um, I thought he was a man. Yeah, but depressed. there's a term for you know, like they have the highs and the heavy highs and the highs. Well, the manic depressive type of thing. Yeah, manic depressed, some type of that. Like uh, it has to be. Reg- it has to be medicated. It, it's something if they don't catch it. If somebody, right. is, you know, I, with it. I thought it was a mental thing that was passed no. on, not an addiction. It could be, but see, I'm I'm, I'm catching little bits here. Most catch- addictions are the side effect of a mental deficiency mm. of some type. I mean, right? It could There's- be. I, I just think the story because again, the reason she says, "Well, this is what I told my kids that he fell asleep and drove into oncoming traffic," but right. maybe what happened was he got high or overdosed. And then drove into traffic or something. Oh, you know, oh, I that's thought, what I'm I, thinking. I he he was under the influence. That's what I, I got out of that. Oh, I thought well, he just I didn't, into it and killed either, himself. Either, no, I maybe I, I could be wrong. I could be. I, I'm not saying it's under yeah. the influence too. But I I took from that that he just he gave up and purposely drove into oncoming traffic. That's what but, I got. Out. I would have if she didn't compare Nick so much to the father and that darkness that she replied. I think it's that it's that addiction. I think he was probably a junkie of some sort. Maybe it was booze. Maybe it was pills. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it wasn't. Well, I think heroin. so too. But I mean, obviously, again, addiction is not. It's a disease that is an effect of something mental. Well, what know? made me think? Maybe I mean, I think it made me think that Nick dealt with his depression by going to drugs, but I. Right. But I thought the father, because he kept saying how his father would be involved. At first, he was involved with them, and then well, it, just, it sounded like his father had really vicious mood swings. Like right, you know, they're, so. they're giving you so little clues to work with. Yeah. I, I'm just yeah. thinking. I, I don't know if the show's that smart to go into what you're saying, where the the mental defect created the addiction. I think they're just trying to say the father was an addict. Therefore, the son was an addict, and this is what happened. I think but whoever came up with the backstory for this family—the Nick, the Madison, the dead father, and Alicia—whoever came up with that, I think came up with something really good. We just haven't seen it yet because the people telling the story have not portrayed it good. I, I think that there's going to be something that makes a whole hell of a lot of sense bipolar when they finally tell us what right. is going. Bipolar disorder is what I'm thinking. Bipolar. Oh, yeah, oh bipolar, manic, depressive. That. Okay, like, right. Yeah, the the highs. The, the, because when he said it, when he when when Nick was saying to to the girlfriend how he would he would be really into the like he had a high like he'd be you know really happy and and involved and then he just got to a point where he just just withdrew shut from down, the right? family again it could and be. shut down yeah it could it could be absolutely so I don't know that was just my speculation but we all have our own and look they're they're teasing us at this point we still don't even know yeah. what really happened she didn't even say to strand what kind of really happened she goes well that's what i told the kids okay right. we know what she told the kids that the father fell asleep and drove into traffic all right whatever just he felt he drove into traffic that's all we know and we didn't you know, know what how also made me want to think that is because alicia 
asked uh, when they got into the thing of the the person that committed suicide in the hotel. It makes me almost think Alicia doesn't get it. Like she doesn't see somebody who would just give up. Oh, maybe so. She suspects and, and her father. That, yeah. Right, and maybe that will be a thing uh, that'll be a call for a comeback. You know, they'll have this discussion about it. Somehow it'll come out that the father did commit suicide. And and that will kind of be the hit for Alicia to kind of get it because right now they they've made it a, a a big deal to point for her to not understand why someone would just give up. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. So Madison starts to get angry as she's as she's drinking the tequila bottle away and and how she's a failed mother and you know her kids are all gone and she she starts throwing glasses against the wall or a glass against the wall and then that there's a look that Strand gives Madison at that point like she is just bat crazy yeah um it's just priceless that look that he gives her but he then sees a piano and decides to start playing some some mm-hmm. some chords i think it excited him that he he saw her break down because before this she's always tried to be super tough with with around him like not showing the cracks right like always being you know like just trying to be in control all the time and i think it it, it I think he was like, ah, I got it. Now I, you know, like I, I got to see her. This is this is the, the yeah. side that I've been wanting to see. And, and they're, it's interesting. they're also uh, both. Oh, yeah. They're also they're both a little bit inebriated here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the Talking Dead, though, Coleman Domingo expounded a little bit. He said that it's like at this point, Strand feels better because now they're on level playing field again. Right. Because Maddie knew a lot about Strand, about his right. his lover, and, and so much more than he wanted them to know. Exactly. So now he knows a little bit more about her. It's like okay, they're level again. They're even again. And like that was a leveling, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, upstairs, Alicia's getting out of the shower because apparently there was still some hot water in the hotel. But now Ophelia is gone. Has gone missing. And then Alicia sees a body fall from above. So she's looking out at the window balcony there, and she and they see a body fall from from above. And like it's that. funny is is bef- right before that happened, I was thinking, oh, shit, Ophelia did a, a King Tomlin right out the window, and we still don't know. But for some reason, yeah. I got the feeling that she has jumped off that balcony. But then, and and these are all jumping now as a result at first of seeing her fall. And then the rest of them now are hearing the damn piano banging, which, by the way, I like the fact because I got this feeling that he was going to walk over there and be all smooth and start laying out some jazz. And when he walks over there and he's just banging on the keys, I was like, that was a good little twist. Um, (laughs) But, you know, now he's attracting all of these uh, swan diving zombies. Uh, But, yeah. But would they hear them from all the way well, on the other side of the hotel. Like all right, that. they they showed what, that, and I, I I turned the sound up a bit. Right, there was also the store, like kind of near the hotel, where they're all mm-hmm. locked in. You saw, and then they busted through that window. Right, you right. heard the piano music, kind of low, but in the distance. So they're trying to show that yes, that noise is traveling all throughout this area right. and, and bringing them in. The other thing, you know, there's there's nothing else going on there. So I mean, it's yeah, just, I guess it's, so. a, it's some kind of disturbance as opposed to right. the nothing that they're already hearing. But, and maybe it's just maybe it's just good vibrations. <laughs> but it was good, 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 good. You knew he was going to sing. <laughs> but I did like the the CG of the walkers falling over the the balcony. It looked pretty good. I I thought it was yeah, nice I seeing the splat. It. Yeah, oh, that yeah, was pretty good. cool. Yeah. And some of them actually got up, but when they landed, which was even more, it's like wow, they they can still move after that. Alicia runs in the hallway looking for Ophelia, screaming her name, um, and then of course opens a stairwell, and now it's filled with walkers. So there we go. She's stuck. Back at the Colonia, Luciana and Nick make it back with the supplies. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. What were you just saying happened. 
well, Alicia, it, Alicia was in the hallway looking for Ophelia. She opens a stairwell. It's now filled with walkers, and she shuts the door. Oh, okay. I thought you said an Ophelia was stuck in there with him because we still haven't seen what happened to her, right? No, I said she was looking okay. for Ophelia. Yeah. Okay. No, right. I, I could have said it wrong. I don't think I did, but maybe oh, I did. You got no, it. Just, right. That's what I caught. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Did I miss something? <laughs> <laughs> it was late when I was typing this. It could have could have been that way. I don't know. Back at the at the colony, uh, Luciana and Nick make it back with the supplies. She tells him that Alejandro will find him to talk to him about what happened. Uh, Nick then sees the little girl who lost her father today and then takes the cookie that he stole from the market and gave it to her. It was a piece of cake, I guess. I a Mex- Mexican cake. And Luciana is standing there, and she kind of notices that little act of kindness on his part. Um, Nick then meets Alejandro in his house. It's time for chit-chat. And Alejandro is upset that Nick almost started a war over mm-hmm. a package of cake. And he takes Nick into his drug storeroom. I don't know if that was a good idea. Alejandro admits that he is injecting the sick with saline solution just to give them hope. And, he, and I quoted this right here from Alejandro. The dead are walking toward their final resting place. When they arrive, we the faithful will remain. We will outlast death. So again, more of this... Right. This philosophy, this cult philosophy that he's You know what I don't understand? <laughs> the part I don't get is why would you let tell the outsider who has shown you that he's irresponsible already? No information that most of the people in the village don't even know. I think they see he's special, maybe. I don't know. I mean... But why, though? That That's the thing I didn't... Besides the... I mean, last week, the last week's episode, I could get you see he's special because he survived out there on his own. But after he did what he did at that place and almost caused a, a war, probably there, you know, you have to say to yourself, they're probably now more interested. She was right about that. They're probably oh, yeah. looking to find out where they are now because of what he did. I don't see that as a reason why. You know what? Not only is he probably going to get us into a, a war with them, I'll tell him all our stuff. I'll show him where our drugs are. And I'll also tell him that we don't have much left. A little secret that's holding this that's, uh, community that's together. That's like letting a fat kid loose in Willy Wonka's factory, too. Taking Nick <laughs> into that drugstore. What the hell? Chubb, are you hungry? Am I hungry? You mentioned food a lot today. Are you hungry? Dude, I'm fat. Hello? I'm you can fat, for, too. But that little Mexican hungry? cake, is, you, you, can, you can taste it right now. Huh? I little... mean, I... I, that little I'm orange package, that chocolate I, cake inside, yeah. I'm wanting to part, you know, open up a Colt 45 and pour part of it out for that wedding cake. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I like food. Well, maybe to answer your Hello, question. Hello, what do we have here? Carol. You just bring it up to Lando, man. You just keep it coming. Lando not come out of nowhere. Carol, you truly belong with us up in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, but maybe to answer Daryl's question, because I, I I did note this here. Um, what have you done with my RV? <laughs> <laughs> Your RV? <laughs> Still hanging out with this loser? All right, never mind. Alejandro bends down to pick something up. Oh, and I his... so want to write the white trash redneck version of Star Wars. <laughs> wow! So, I that, I'm oh god, I need a pen. <laughs> Get it now. Alejandro. The iTunes reviews are going to all say best episode ever on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, were we drinking tequila before we started this one? We probably should have been, right? I have. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you have to leave leave in your imagination, folks. Alejandro bends down to pick something up during this conversation, and his shirt falls off his shoulder a little, 
and we can see a chunk of his left trapezius or his trap is missing, bitten away apparently, and he hides it quickly. So he definitely was bit, but we don't know if it was by a zombie. We just know he yeah, was we, bit. We know, we know something happened. We know, know something I'm happened. Not, right. I, I'm not going to get – knowing how shady some of the characters on Walking Dead are, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go as far as to say as, man, he was bitten by a zombie and he lived because that, you know, for one thing, doesn't make any fucking sense. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It does make sense. I'm betting that he had somebody in the beginning that wasn't a zombie bite him like that. And so he mm. could start this whole this cult. Oh, by no, that's, a what, zombie. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yes, he what he was probably yeah. not bitten by a zombie and probably bitten by something else and used it to con his way to becoming the leader he, of a society. He could have given Miss Mia Wallace a foot rub too. Okay, and maybe and maybe Marcellus Wallace took a bit out of his bite of his shoulder. You don't know. It's hey, possible. Mate, my, that, hey, my, my, that's, it's Paul. That's just between y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just ask you one question, Craig. Now. Yes. Does. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? <laughs> so the actor playing Alejandro is played by <laughs> Paul Calderon. Now, so you didn't listen last week. Okay, we covered this at length, okay. Aaron. You'd be very proud of us. Okay, we did okay, cover great. that. We, we mentioned his name and all the stuff he was in, all the way from the 80s all the way up, and my closing music was from Pulp Fiction, all right? So there okay, you go. Okay. Good to know. Good all to right, know. so we, 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 we covered it. We got that. But, fun, but, fun fact, in high school, I dressed up as Paul the bartender for Pulp Fiction once. Are you Paul. serious? No, really? <laughs> you were slinging yes. red apple cigarettes? Is that what you were doing? And uh, I, I, I made a conscious effort to go for that. It was very, it was very random. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, to answer Daryl's point here, uh, Alejandro then gives Nick an ultimatum, and I noted this here. He goes, look, Nick, you're welcome to stay. But you cannot endanger my people again, or I will feed you to the wall of walkers. So basically, I think Alejandro is a straight shooter. He's saying, look, man, you're welcome to stay here. Just don't mess with my people. I think I think he's just being a straight shooter with Nick. That's what I think. Yeah, as, as much as I believe that he's probably conned his way into being the leader, I don't necessarily think he did it for nefarious reasons. I think he just did it because he can. He feels like he can be a kind of a, a beacon for people that need some kind of guidance during all of this yeah, david koresh type of style or something like that or yeah. you know, now that yeah. could take a turn given the way he says certain things that make exactly. me think that there's a chance there could be some kind of i don't know mass suicide that takes place at the end mm-hmm. of all this but uh that's that that'll be we, we can we can talk about that if things like that progress as the season continues so back in the bar maddie and strand's antics have attracted the many uninvited guests from all over i like how they're in suits too like they're in like shirts and ties and stuff these guys just start walking in it's like almost like happy hour began at the bar they storm in and quickly surround maddie and, and strand and trap them behind the bar yeah that's a wedding yeah, that's. A, <laughs> but I mean, they came from all over. They came from like through the window. They came yeah. from the door. They came from the window for <laughs> through the wall. Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I let that blood sweat down their draws. <laughs> all those zombies crawl. So Alejandro, and then we see at the end, he's now preaching to the townspeople inside of a building. I don't think it's a church per se. It's just they're inside of one of the structures there, and he's definitely the preacher. He's he's the he's the. He's the prophet here. Um, he I, he wrote he said a lot, and I wrote most of it down. But ultimately, um, I'll take a few quotes here. Uh, our parents, our brothers, our friends, our neighbors are all leaving. There's a great pilgrimage of souls. Um, the immense migration of the dead has begun. We know death. We will not be taken by it. The world is for us. The faithful, the chosen ones, the survivors, and they start chanting in Spanish. Um, From death we come, and to death we deliver ourselves. And they keep repeating that. It's like a chant. That they they're saying in Spanish at the end, and then it says we we will never leave. And you see uh, Nick also reciting the chant as much as he can get out of his you know, mouth, you know, in Spanish um, at the back of the of the uh, 
of the thing, of the church. And that's it. That's the end of the episode, folks. I want to back up to the whole uh, the uh, the uh, Strand and Madison are backed into a corner. Yes. Because um, I was like, how are they going to get out of this one? And so I'm, I'm like genuinely happy. It's like, oh, I have to like the, – the show wants me to wait and find out what they do to solve this problem. Because I'm like, all right, because I am very curious how you're going to solve that problem. Like I don't know if there's a basement under there via Shaun of the Dead, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> and you'll find out oh, yeah. next week. Hot under the bad time. Same, same dead channel. channel. <laughs> so that's it. All right, so um, – before we get into our Toby ratings, we'd like to go through, have a word from our sponsor. That's DCBService.com. Uh, who can go over that with us? Richard, do you feel up to talking about DCBService? DCBService.com. That's who sponsors us, and that's who you should go to if you want to purchase all things comic book and comic book related. Uh, 50%, 60% off. Um, you, right now, their DC new miniseries bundles 50% off. Um, their bundles are great. Like They had the Rebirth bundle going on um, uh, at 50% off. Uh, so check them out. They uh, definitely are a way to get your comics cheaply and to plan for your future expenses as you order three months in advance. Yes, and thank you. And they are a great sponsor. They make this show possible us so we can bring it to you every week. Whether you want us to or not, we will do that and continue to. So DCBService.com. I have uh, something in my cart right now. Oh, oh, I didn't. Oh, wow. I need to order this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get this. Walking Dead Porn Edition. What? What? Oh, what? <laughs> oh. This is the Invincible Hardbound Volume 10 of the Ultimate Collection. Ooh. Oh, I'm, I'm way ahead of you on that one. As, as in, I'm patiently waiting for them to upload uh, issue 11, or the hardcover 11. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to our Toby ratings. Uh, let's see here. Let's, since Richard just reread the uh, thing. Aaron, let's start with you. What are your, what are your Toby ratings? I'm at a three and a half Tobys this week. I think it's a strong enough episode to get keep me interested in what's going on here. Besides the besides the fact that I have to you know watch this show and talk about it weekly on a podcast, I am concerned with you know what's going to go down in this hotel. Um, there's some loose elements that I wish could be, as I said, more defined or something else to kind of keep it interesting as far as what Nick's situation is, because right now it's just a lot of shifting around plot pieces and whatnot to get us to a place that I know it has to go, but I. We'll see. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting patiently to see. I'm not discouraged so far. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not looking forward to catching up with Travis and his son, but we'll probably be doing that at some point. Uh, so for the time being, yeah, uh, three and a half busters, a solid episode mostly. I like the. I like that the. Uh, I didn't talk about it much, but I like the hotel stuff with the zombies falling off the roof and everything. That was. No, much like the beginning, like I talked about, it's, it's evocative imagery like that that makes this, you know, it helps the show have its own identity as far as like signature moments you can think of. So it was literally raining men. <laughs> Richard, what about you? How many Tobies did you give this episode? I, I actually was going to give it three point seven five, but after our discussion, I realized I appreciated a little bit more, and I'm going to give it four. Um, <clears throat> I I felt really disappointed after last week while there were a couple of good pieces of information that came out of last week i felt that it was pretty much a wash and a very bland episode this one i felt the story was well i don't know about story but the elements were put together a little bit better there is kind of this forming of what could be the beginning of a story maybe 
Um, I definitely am interested in what's going to go on with the group that Nick's with now with the whole wall of the dead thing going on. Um, and to Aaron's point, there was enough of a, of a, Oh moment with, uh, Madison and strand there at the end that I'm actually kind of looking forward to next week to see what happens. So, um, much better than it has been. Okay. Fair enough. Daryl, I will have to give it. Uh, I'll have to give it a four because it was better than last episode that I, you know, eventually I did like. I didn't think I, it wasn't a bad episode, but I what made it strong for me stronger was definitely uh, the Madison Strand uh, scenes. Like that really put it over the top, and then add to that the the raining of zombies. Uh, at the hotel, I had a good time watching that because it, it it reminded me, oh yeah, this is a zombie show, and that and, you know, and having fun seeing different ways you can see the zombies react. So I enjoyed that a lot. Um, the, the Nick stuff, I'm kind of eh, eh, on because you kind of know where it's coming for you know what Nick caused, what's coming. Um, so it's like, eh, and I'm really not looking forward to next episode. With, <laughs> wow. with Travis, I it's not no offense everybody to the hates actor, Chris, man. Everybody hates Chris. Yeah, it's just that you just don't. They haven't done anything compelling with Travis or his son Chris that you really want to know what happened to them. Maybe they'll get haircuts together. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see where Daniel is if he's still alive. I know it's like everyone forgot about him, but it's like where is he? Yeah, they, I kind of don't mind not seeing Daniel as much as I like Ruben Blades. I'm like I, I don't know if I really care about Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> we got Paul Calderon now. He just substituted one for the other, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's two ways they could start out next week's episode to make it interesting for me as far as the whole Travis and Chris story is. One, they could have this really psychotic. Uh, break that you know we see Chris has been starting to have and he actually kills Travis I think that that would be one interesting way to start <laughs> you're crazy wow man. You're absolutely or, or, crazy. Or, or, or the other way just for shits and giggles start the episode out in black and white with them walking alongside the shore with fish and poles with the Andy Griffith theme song being whistled then he says Chris just look at the flowers look at the, <laughs> look at the cactus just- just one of those two would be a great way to start that episode. Wow. But dad, pop. Yep. <laughs> and then that's it. Fade to black. Well, I will give this episode four Tobies, uh, and it, deservedly so. I, I'll go into exactly why. Um, I, I like the way they were able to move the story along with a decent A and B story. The audience is smart enough to follow one group, then go to the next and kind of cut back in between. And I mm-hmm. like the cutting. I like the weaving. I like, I, I, I disliked on the walking dead proper. And you know, the episodes where you just see them walking on the train tracks, just one group, a whole episode. Just, it's like, I can handle an A and B story. I, I mean, I'm yeah. smart enough to do that. My brain can wrap around the two things are happening at the same point. So I like that from a technical perspective. It, and the story did actually go somewhere a little bit this week. Um, Madison becoming a human, but via drinking. Okay, I mean, she has a long way to go, as far as I'm concerned. But at least she's starting down, down that path of becoming a little bit more human in my eyes, and not just so you know whatever negative. Um, no, definitely a, a solid four, <laughs> solid four point oh, and um, yeah, I mean, I like what the, what's happening. So I hope, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about the rest of the season. You're right. Next week, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? The one- 
Fear the Walking Dead. I was smart enough to comprehend the episode. Craig DeMond. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me on that. Put me on whysoblue.com or whatever whatever website you're writing for. I'll You can quote me on that any day you want. All right, Aaron? That's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You got my permission. Are, are you writing fear reviews? I don't have that kind of time. Come on. Yeah, do we fear? Yeah. Well, well I thought you were, and I went looking for your review this week. Well, you do it on the young fight. folks, right? But that, that's on um, The Walking I, Dead. I, I, yeah, I only right. do The Walking Dead. I'm not doing Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, okay. I did. Well, I did Fear the Walking Dead. I did. I did um, Preacher, and uh, you know some other stuff. But Fear the Walking Dead, I'm like, I don't. It's the same problem I had with Gotham, where it's like I can't write like the same basic thing over and over again every week. Where it's like, yeah, it was fine. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this bug me again. Like I don't know. I don't want to keep writing that. So, but who cares what we think, folks? We have an amazing Facebook group, and they left their Toby ratings as well. So every week you can join us if you like. It's uh, the Walking Dead TV podcast on the Facebook. Just do a search for that, and uh, we have 787 members strong right now. Um, and every week, well, when it's Fear Walking Dead, we put up our Toby ratings, and when it's the Walking Dead, we put up our Buster ratings. So right now, uh, we always want to hear from our listener. We always do, and they're great. They're a very active group. They post a lot of different things on the uh, on on the, the the Facebook group, and it's really great to have them along. So, uh, if you guys want to alternate, we can start from the top with Mike Glixman, three point five Winchester Taverns. There you go. Uh, Johnny Stiller writes three out of five piano banging episodes. Better episode than last week, I think. I really think and feel the executive producer will be replaced after this year. The show could be a lot greater than what's going on. Every time he's on Talking Dead, he spoiled stuff that hasn't happened. Side note, <laughs> if you notice the bar where Strand and Madison were drinking at is the same exact spot where Strand and Thomas, Abigail owner, first met and were drinking. Mm, uh, is it? Was it? Really? Uh, okay. Uh, I'll have to go back and look at that. Okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, Adam Fatah, uh, I will give it three out of five shopping carts. Honestly, I wish that episode focused on Madison Strand, Ophelia, and Alicia Group. My favorite Strand line was, I am a seducer of people. Uh, <laughs> is this a foreshadowing for Strand and Madison to hook up, or Strand devious plan stealing Travis away from Madison? Uh, what is the deal with what? this episode? <laughs> I don't know. Hey. What is the deal with fan fiction? What is the deal with his, with the episode leaving us on a cliffhanger? And I'm reading this right. Stealing Travis away from Madison. Okay, got yes. it. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean, what is the deal? It, I'm happy they left us with a cliffhanger for once. So they actually have something I'm wanting to see again, you know? And what's the deal with corn nuts? No corn, no nuts. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, Next. moving on. <laughs> Richard. DeRay Irvin. Four tequila shots too many out of five. I was pleasantly surprised by this episode. I could have sworn it was Ophelia jumping to her death, and then when I realized it was walkers falling from hotel rooms, I could not stop laughing. <laughs> I like the pace. I'm still a little eh on the Nick Tijuana compound situation, but I can see the potential. Also, Madison's from Alabama. I think she just had trouble keeping the southern accent at bay, so they wrote it into her storyline. Yeah, probably true. I'll give and, no, I'll and, give credit to Kim Dickin. She's a good and actor. she's a cousin yes, Dickin. She was breaking out her her uh, her Deadwood accent a little bit there. It was nice, <laughs> nice to hear that back again. I was, I was liking that. Belinda Ake, two. Honestly, I can't care for any of these people. They are all stupid beyond the suspension of disbelief. <laughs> this show is such a disappointment. As of right, as of right now, wow. I'm watching it to punish myself for past bad actions. Oh my god, that's wow. pretty rough. 
You, you're um, listening. Listen, Belinda, you're listening not only for that to punish yourself, but so you can listen to us, right? Talk about it. That's even that's the that's the best part of it, right, Belinda? That's Some right. say you don't even have to it's watch the, the show icing to to on an yeah. untouched wedding cake. That's true. <laughs> Richard Cherry Chopper Charrington wrote three suicidal walkers out of five. Is Strand's piano playing that bad? Even that even the dead want to throw themselves up. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> wow. Is Strand's piano playing that bad that even the dead want to throw themselves off a tall building? The episode is a the episode was a massive improvement on last week's episode, but still has a way to go to improve. P.S. Nice to see that they're drinking something a little stronger than urine this week. Yep, that's that British humor again. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Richard. You know what I'm that talking real, about. That real dry wit. <laughs> well, no, see, I, I made a comment. They always talk about bathroom humor. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Right. And, and, and he threw it in there. So that's right, Richard. Okay. Good call. All right, All right. Andrew Park. Uh, three do not disturb signs out of five. This episode was quite engaging. Uh, Nick continues to be made of Teflon. Every dan- danger seat just slides away from him. Convenient the gang boss had an Achilles heel and an ill sister that Nick just so happened to spot just at the right time. It's as though this was being scripted or something. Uh, I like Monty P- Python's falling body sketch in the hotel. So uh, not looking, and he put a little uh, post of the video for that. Uh, not looking forward to the Travis and you don't know me, Chris centric episode next week. <laughs> you don't I, know me. I keep watching. So I, I don't want podcast. your life. Oh man, <laughs> should we just like no one watch the episode next week because it's Labor Day weekend? We should all just enjoy, not even watch, just skip it all together. Yeah, but watch save it ourselves be, the agony. End right? Up being, it'll end up somehow being the best episode of Walking Dead ever, <laughs> ever of all time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great, folks. Well, again, thank you for your comments, and we really appreciate them. Um, if you want to reach us, the Walking Dead TV podcast, just hit the Join Group button. We will let you into our our growing group, and you can leave your Toby ratings every week, or at least just watch what other people have to Except say about them. Except for you, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Not Jerry's not allowed. Nope. No exactly. Jerry. So uh, thanks again for participating. It's really one of the best groups out there, and we, we, we definitely appreciate that. All right, folks, anything else? Any final thoughts uh, before we wrap up this week's, this week's well, episode? Let me, uh, let me I was off. <laughs> Let me tell you guys. Uh, <laughs> I thought you couldn't see. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> last week, uh, I wasn't on the episode, but the Walking Dead Season 6 Blu-ray came out, uh, which I threw up a link for a contest to win it over for the site that I write for, com, which yes. many of you entered in on the Facebook uh, page. I also threw up my review of that Blu-ray set, if you guys are cu- if anyone's curious about buying the set when it, you know, they want to get it now or when you know a few months from now maybe when it gets a little cheaper um it is pretty packed with extras i I tend to uh you know i I went through every single thing every single thing on there there's a lot of commentaries uh generally with uh the the episode director writer and one of the cast members cool Um, i listened to i listened to a couple of them they're pretty good there's an extended final episodes which basically amounts to hearing all of negan's f-word laden speech which is just basically more of like you'll never hear this Negan on the TV, but when you get the DVDs or Blu-rays, you'll hear all of that what, that you want to hear from the comics. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's a lot of good making of stuff that you know you uh, you know if you want to know more about the various episodes or whatnot. It's a, it's a solid set for anyone that's been buying the various uh, TV seasons of The Walking Dead. It, it just it's another one to add to the collection if you're a fan. So yeah, that's uh, that's available now. So, that's great. Yeah. So again, that's on the Facebook page. We'll um you know what we'll do we'll pin that to the top actually. Uh, because I still see it up here. Is it contest still going on in Why So Blue? 
Um, it's. Per- I think it ended by now. Actually. Oh, did it end? But, okay. Because yeah. if it's not, I, I would pin it to the top. That way, people could still enter. Darn it! I was looking for it so I could. Enter. I, I just clicked. <laughs> well, on you it. could try. I mean, uh, you could. It's easy just to comment on it, then just pops it up to the top of the page. Not many things go okay. on here besides random Negan memes. So uh, we're <laughs> pretty good on finding stuff on the Facebook page right now. If you want to. Gotcha. We'll give that a bump. Yeah, it's just a couple days down. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank. Thanks again, Aaron. Really appreciate that. And Aaron, since you, when you're not talking Fear of the Walking Dead with us or The Walking Dead, where else can our listeners uh, listen to you? or read your 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 writings uh, well i currently write uh, movie, weekly movie reviews over at wisetheblue.com you can find me on my own podcast that i co-host with my friend abe out now with aaron and abe where we talk about weekly movies that are you know arrive in theaters this week we have don't breathe which uh, for horror fans since we're talking about walking dead that is a very solid thriller that you should definitely go race out and see i'm and, gonna uh, go this, see it this week yeah, and this uh this coming week um actually at the beginning of the summer abe and i and a bunch of regular guests on the show all talked about what we thought would be the top 10 highest grossing films of the summer and that's a contest we do every year and so this week we'll be doing the results show because summer movie season is pretty much officially ended so uh, that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be a lot of fun because there's a lot of surprises about what did well and what didn't do well this summer yeah, it's a great show. I, I actually listen to you out now as often as I can. I love how fast you talk during a lot of it. It's like you you go through a section where I don't know what the section is anymore. Where you review movies you saw last week, or so you, you go. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> That's the yeah, best. We got a we got a we got a lot of show to do, so we pack it in. <laughs> 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 no, but it actually is fun, folks. So just uh, definitely check it out. Give that a listen. It is a lot of fun. Uh, let's see, Richard. What about you? Where can people hear you? See you? Get near you? Um, I am also on the DC TV podcast with Daryl there on both the HHWLOD network and the Taylor network of podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at chubtoad01. Follow me on Instagram at chubtoad01, or email me chubtoad01 at gmail.com. Excellent. And Daryl Taylor, you have a whole network of podcasts. Yeah, you could just go to taylornetworkofpodcast.com and uh, check out the uh, the website. It has all the podcasts on the network. Uh, and coming up, we have uh, some special episodes of Gotham by Geeks. And uh, hopefully when I get back from Baltimore uh, Comic Con, we'll have some info there and some guests that have been working on uh, some of the Bat books that are, are very popular right now with DC Rebirth. Um, also, we have more coming with the uh, Go Trek Yourself podcast where we'll be discussing some of the news, the good and not so good news coming out of uh, the uh, discussion <laughs> with the writer, with the showrunner. With Brian Fuller. Um, uh, yeah, Brian yeah. Fuller about what the show will uh consist of so uh <laughs> check with us will and you can also check on on twitter uh my twitter handle is the voice one two three and uh you can you know see what i'm doing on that too excellent excellent and if you want to hear me uh and my co-host uh, teddy on the auto chat show auto chat show.com facebook.com forward slash auto chat show at auto chat show on all of the uh instagrams and twitters and all that stuff and we talk about new cars we review new cars so you don't have to uh we have a lot of fun doing it each week and um bringing those to you we did a lot from america we got a, actually an exclusive interview we're posting up this week so uh some pretty cool stuff and uh, check us out there like I say, if I was a car guy, I'd listen to the other <laughs> But see, you don't have to be. That's a beautiful part of it. And we have listeners all over the world. It's kind of funny. And they, just like, they like hearing about American cars and how gas-guzzling they are compared to what they are around the world. It's like it's hilarious. And uh, they just like listening to us. But, hey, we have a Very lot cool. of fun. We keep it light. And we keep it fun and we keep it real. And uh, so check us out there at autochatshow.com. Oh, we definitely appreciate that. As long as you keep it 100, I'm fine. I keep it 100. 
I don't know. Okay. My, my, Teddy's a little crazy, so he keeps it like you know, ninety-eight sometimes, or sometimes. Okay, <laughs> that's what he's drinking when, when, we're, when we're talking. But anyway, long story short, uh, autochatshow.com. You can find us there. So when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember it's okay. Come on in. The bar's open. You can drink away all your sorrows. Take care, folks. Where everyone knows your name. And while you're at it, have yourself a Colt forty-five. <laughs> Making your way in the world today Takes everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away Sometimes